1: Love Talk Radio. Back at it again. It's another edition of the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. I am your host, Rick Savatella, for another edition here on this Friday, March the twenty seventh, two thousand and fifteen, and we are just uh, thirty five days away from the two thousand and fifteen NFL Draft, folks. Believe it or not, five weeks away. Counting you down, doing what we do since 2002. That's what we do here at the NFL Draft Bible. Bring you the names you need to know first. Today, we have a D3 wideout on the NFL radar, a name you should definitely be familiar with as you prep for the 2015 NFL Draft. He is Heidelberg wideout. Dante is going to be joining us here in just a moment to talk about his path to the draft. And he just recently worked out at the Toledo Pro Day on March the 17th, 26 teams in attendance. So we're going to talk to him about the results. Compares very similarly to uh, T.Y. Hilton, explosive wideout, uh, average 18 yards uh, per catch. And we have him on the hotline now with us. Dante Dye from Heidelberg University on the MyFantasyLeague.com hotline. How are we doing today, Dante? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing very well. We appreciate you taking some time here out of your schedule to join us on the Player Spotlight Show. And uh, we were just talking about the Pro Day, so let's begin there because that is fresh on people's minds. 26 teams in attendance for your Pro Day workout at Toledo. Uh, How did you... End up at the Toledo Pro Day and uh, what were the results? Were you happy with them? Oh, I
0: was actually at the um, Bowling Green um, Pro Day. Okay, my the apologies. Toledo one. No, it's, you're fine. The Toledo one was kind of full, so I just ended up going to the Bowling Green one. But the same amount of team was there. All the scouts were still there from the Toledo one. Um, okay. But I, I was alright with my. I was alright with my results. I could. I feel like I could have ran faster in my 40 and my shuttle. And, of course, my L drill, too, but this is something I got to improve on.
1: Okay, and what was the official height, weight, and 40 at the uh, Pro Day? Um,
0: Height was 5'9", weight was 185, and my 40 was a 4'45.
1: Okay, all right, very good numbers. And I know you also um, competed, I believe, at the NFL Super Regional Combine uh, as well. Oh, yes, sir. I was down there in um, Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. So how, how was that process? I mean, that was, you had to compete in a regional combine prior to that? I mean, because this is a little bit of a new process with the super regional combine. They've only been doing it for a few years. So did you have to compete at a, at a regional combine, and then you get the invite to the super regional combine? Is that how it works? Yes, that's how it
0: went. It, um, they, yeah, you got to compete at the regional combine and then they take like the top 120 players out of all the regional combines and they all go to the super regional. So you got to got to kind of like qualify to go to that one.
1: Okay, so you're you're becoming a uh pro day pro. So speak. you had uh three opportunities to compete in front of NFL teams, so that's a good look for you. Uh good good exposure for sure. Hopefully you never have to run Another 40-yard dash, you, you put in three of them now, so uh, <laughs> check that those boxes off, right? Um, now yeah. that you've had a chance to display your 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 skills in front of the teams, were you able to gather any kind of feedback? What kind of uh, buzz are you hearing?
0: Um, I asked for some feed, feedback at my pro day, and they just told me they weren't going to tell me anything. You know, I wanted to know if I could work on my route mm-hmm. or if it was something I could do to – you know, improve on anything. But uh, my coach had told me that he had talked to some – I think he said the Dolphins or something like that. He told me that I need to uh, lower my ale drill and um, clean up uh, one of my routes or a couple of my routes. But, you know, that's something I always can improve on, so that's what I work towards.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's always hard to get information, and sometimes – You know, you might not hear from a team at all leading up to the draft, and then all of a sudden draft weekend comes around and the teams are dialing you up. So you just never know. It's a a funny game, and there's nothing to read into it. There's nothing to make of it. All you can do is wait. And unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, we have five weeks because it's been a long process. You've been putting in all the blood, sweat, and tears for the past few months. And, you know, uh, when you talk about You know, three months down and only five weeks to go. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. But talk a little bit about, you know, all the work you've put in. It's been several months since your last uh, college football game. It's been more of a focus on training for specific drills. So what was your training regimen like leading up to your pro day workout? Where were you working out? How often were you working out? Take us behind the scenes, uh, as you will, with with your training workout.
0: Um, me coming from a small school, you know, we really didn't have much, like, a big advantage of someone else coming from a larger school, so I didn't have, like, some huge facilities to get into and uh, a place for me to go to work on anything. Like, we didn't even have an indoor turf or something like that, so I was working out in the gym, working on my starts, and uh, actually, the school down the street, they have indoor turf, so I used to sneak in there time, and I've been kicked out a bunch of times from that place, but I just keep going back because you know, I'm, I'm dreaming, man. I, I got to chase my dreams, so uh, I work out about two to three times a day, you know, training for all that stuff, you know, trying to um, get my strength together and still maintain speed and not gain too much weight so I won't, you know, be too top-heavy or anything like that, and work on my hand eye coordination a lot, too, so I can make sure my hands are where they need to be for the next level. So, um... Yeah, a lot of hours put into the to the training process for me. And
1: none of it was easy, man, but I don't regret it one bit. Absolutely. We're talking to Dante Dye, Heidelberg University, on the hotline with us now, counting down to the 2015 NFL Draft. Over 1,000 receiving yards this past year, 14 touchdowns, big play, wide out. Uh, t- tell me, we talked about the speed, we talked about the hands, if the NFL team were to ask you what your biggest strength is, uh, what do you consider to be your biggest or greatest strength, Dante? Um,
0: I think my biggest strength or my greatest ability that I have is my ability to
1: compete and um
0: I feel like I give the most effort out of anyone on the field. You know, I'm a big competitor at anything I do, if it's uh playing a video game or just playing ping pong, anything, you know, I'm a huge competitor at anything I do, so I always try to do my – try to get my absolute best at everything, and I feel like that sets me above the rest, you know. Uh, On the football field, you know, I always want to be the best on the field, so, you know, it takes countless hours and watching film and figuring out the uh, defensive coverages or anything like that, you know, their tendencies or whatever it is, man, i just got to find a way to beat it, and I love to win, so, you know. I gotta find a way to win so I do whatever it takes, man.
1: Now being you know, coming from a division three school automatically the odds are against you, not too many uh make that transition but do you use that as a motivator tool? or Is that something that, you know, you carry around almost like a chip on your shoulder with the small school tag? You know, you're not out there in the media spotlight, people writing and blogging about you. I mean, do you use that to your advantage, or what's your whole take on just the small school label?
0: Um, my whole take on it is that uh, I just try to keep it as something that, that motivates me, to be honest. You know, I don't know. I don't have the huge exposure as everyone else, but... I don't really want the huge exposure, you know. Uh, I take myself as a pretty humble guy. You know, I was raised to be that way, so that's the way I'm going to continue to be. It didn't matter where I was going to be. Like, if I was at a bigger school, I'm still going to be humble myself. But, you know, coming from a smaller school, I feel like it made me grind harder. You know, nothing was really given to me, you know. I really didn't have all the free gear and everything like everyone else got. So it made made my, my dream, you know, tougher to get to,
1: but something that I really want to get to. All right, take us inside the Heidelberg huddle now. You know, what kind of offense were you guys running there? And take me through a play where, you know, when this play was called in the huddle, you were kind of like in your chops, like, okay, here we go. I got a chance to score on this play. What was the play? What was your responsibility on that play and what did, what were you what were you looking for before the snap of the ball on that specific play? And then just talk a little bit about the offense in general if you can.
0: Um, uh, our offense was basically a spread offense and
1: it was kinda like a run first type of offense because
0: we had the best running back in the nation. He set the lead he led the nation in like, well, like four hundred and sixty five yards in one game, so you know, we kinda fed off of him and it was kind of, if he wasn't on fire, then it was up to me, you know. But a play that, you know, that was called in the house that I knew was going to me would be like, this play where was a double move for me, we called it stutter up. And I knew instantly that it was coming for me because if there was a one-on-one matchup, when I got on the, um, when I got on the field, if was a one-on-one matchup with me, I knew for a fact I was going to burn this guy, you know. Set him up with something easy and just roll right past him. I feel like I scored about six or seven touchdowns off that one play this year, so that was my definitely my go to so every time I knew that was coming up, I checked the coverage If it was one on one it was game over man
1: nice all right uh, we talked about some of your strengths. How about you know coming into your senior season doing some self evaluation? What was an area of your game that you wanted to work at getting better at coming into your final year of college football? Uh, what were you looking to improve?
0: Um, I feel like one thing I could improve in, and probably every receiver probably have, a, you probably could say the same thing as my um, blocking. Uh, I feel like I'm a pretty good blocker, but who can't get better at blocking? You know, it's always an area everyone can improve in, especially at the next level. I know. You really don't see it too much at the next level, but my coaches here at Heidelberg, they were real big on blocking. It was always important for us to block for our running back because they had blocked for us if they had to, you know. They blocked for the quarterback, and I'm all about the team and the team effort. So whatever to help us win, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. That's what I do.
1: All right, we're talking to Deont- uh, Dante Thai, Heidelberg, college wired out uh, on the hotline. Now, I know you were a starter for several years for your team. Uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, especially your senior season, the, the coach looks for the senior leadership and uh, looks for the older guys to mentor the younger guys. So uh, tell me a little bit about your leadership skills. Are you a guy that likes to lead by example? Are you a vocal kind of leader, a little bit of both? What type of leadership skills uh, do you like to demonstrate on the I
0: would say both. You know, I I, I like to teach people things
1: but then I also like to show people things because,
0: like, I had a lot of up, uh, lower classmates uh, that was under me. It was only, like, three senior receivers with me, and um, you know, we had probably about seven or eight freshmen that really needed to learn a few things from me, and I felt like me teaching them some things will help them for the next three years here, and, you know, this program is built off family, and that's one thing that I value, my family. So, me teaching them the things that I learned in my past four years through other upperclassmen, it just can benefit them. And I just feel like, you know, just teaching someone and teaching someone new new qualities or something like that to help them with their life
1: and their football game.
0: It just can only better them.
1: Now we mentioned, you know, it's been a few months since you played your last collegiate game. Looking back and, and having a chance to reflect back and soak it in now is there anybody, whether it was an individual player or an overall team, is there a specific opponent that stood out to you in your time during your playing career that just was like, man, that was a tough matchup, or just somebody or, or a team that just really made an impression on you?
0: Uh, Yes, yes. It was this team that was always just murdering us every year, except for, like, the last two years I've been here. Mount Union, man, they went to the Stag Bowl about every year. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, they always had some great competitors on that team. And I actually went to high school with uh one of their defensive backs. He went to the NFL for a couple of years, but got cut, I guess. But his name was Isaiah Scott. He was a real good competitor, too, man. He was a competitor in high school. Too. Okay. So, yeah, he was really nice. And how
1: about if the NFL team, you know, wanted to check you out for the first time, Say, you know, they they came off the pro day, they were going to pop in a a tape or a game film to watch. They only had to watch one game. Uh, Which tape uh, game game film to pop in that that VCR? Mm, Ohio Northern University, that game.
0: It's pretty big for me.
1: Okay, you just carved them up that day or had their numbers? Yeah,
0: I think I I had about 12 catches for like 210 yards or something like that. Okay. I think I had like over yeah. three hundred all-purpose yards or something
1: like I, that. I know, yeah. There, there was some. There, I was looking at your your stats and the game by game. I know there was a couple games, man. You really lit them up and and uh, receiving return yards. Uh, you mentioned all-purpose yards. I mean, I would I would expect that you know special teams is going to be a a great asset uh, for you at the next level, making a roster. Um, I'm I'm sure that's something you're open to playing probably all special teams units and and especially Mm -hmm. as a uh, return man. For sure, for sure. All right. Uh, So before we let you go, Dante, uh, one last question that I like to hit everybody with and try to give uh, yourself the platform. If I'm an NFL general manager, I want you to tell me why I should draft Dante Dye.
0: Uh, why you should drive down to diet, uh Because I can do anything. You know, I feel like I'm a great competitor on and off the field. Uh, all I do is give pure effort, and I really don't let people down at all. You know, I listen, I'm a great listener. Uh, I'm very coachable. You know, I take things in once, and I improve on it, and I continue to improve on it. Um, I don't really doubt anything like that. So, And I have faith in anything I do. So uh, with those qualities that I have, I feel like I can contribute to any team and help get a win either way. uh, I love to win, so (laughs) I do anything, whatever it takes. If it's me uh, clapping on the sideline or watching from afar, you know, anything to support a team, man, that's what I want to do. That's what I will do, you know, whatever it takes to get the win, man. If it's special teams running down the side, um, on sniper, on punt team, you know, that's exactly what I'll do, man. It's just catching a, the catching a touchdown pass in the last two seconds of the game. That's what I'll do, man, whatever it takes.
1: All right. Well, you know, uh, we're definitely going to keep a uh, out for you, Dante, and please do keep us posted. We'll be in contact. But uh, any progress you make, if not, uh, circle back to us after you've found out your destination. Hopefully we can get you back on the show once we find out where you'll be playing football Sundays.
0: All right, man. Thank you. God bless.
1: All right. There you have it. Uh, Dante Dye, Heidelberg wide receiver. And that's what we do here on the NFL Draft Bible. Uncover the draft gems, bring you the names you need to know first. And uh, this young man is generating some buzz. I thought it was the Toledo Pro Day. I apologize. It was the Bowling Green Pro Day. But I do remember uh, hearing some buzz about this young man when when that, when he did his Pro Day and uh you know NFL teams are now circling back doing their due diligence because this uh Dante Dye was just a playmaker over 18 yards a catch big play wide out reminds me of T.Y. Hilton a little bit and uh you know like we said earlier the the division three is always a tough journey um I think there was uh six players in the past eight years to be drafted from the three ranks uh none the past two years but uh Last season, 14 Division Three players on NFL opening day rosters. And I would bet that Dante Die has as good a chance of any of them uh, to buck that trend this year in the 2015 NFL draft. So want to thank Dante for joining us. Also want to give a shout out to uh, Authentic athletics uh, for helping coordinate the interview and we're actually going to be back at 11:30 with another player spotlight show so stay tuned to the nfl draft bible we post all our interviews on the twitter at nfl draft bible and if you're just tuning in now and maybe missed the first part of this interview uh the full interview will be available on the blog talk radio channel as well as the website NFLDraftBible.com. I was your host, Rick Saratella, for another edition 35 days away from the 2015 NFL Draft. Till the next time, everybody.